Hey gang, welcome back to Adventure Radio. So what we have for you guys today, we have a travel roundtable episode. So what we set out to do in this travel roundtable episode is uh, it's just a sit down between myself, Mac and Tommy. And what we want to do is give you guys some good content, some good ideas about where you should travel. We pick a destination each and then we just tell some stories about it, um, tell some highlights about why we like the place so much and, uh, and really motivate some people to get out there and explore the world. But the funny thing is, it ended up just being a conversation with three guys telling, uh, telling some pretty strange stories. So you'll get to know the host of Adventure Radio a lot better by the end of this podcast. Um, you'll also get some genuinely good information, but you'll get a lot of genuine nonsense as well. But it's all good nonsense and it's a, it's a pretty funny podcast. So hope you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoy it. As far as, uh, as far as everything else, before we get started, a few things we need to cover off on, and that's our sponsors. So again, we are sponsored by Atlanta Orchards. Atlanta's apple varieties, Kansi and Greenstar, have been trialed in Australia for years and are now in commercial production. Both are born and bred in Belgium and now growing across the country, including in Victoria. Greenstar's, the first 100% non-browning apples, are a cross between a Granny Smith and a Dalbaristivale apple. The apples are green, sweet, juicy, have a thin skin and the highest vitamin C content of any apple, which keeps them naturally white for days after cutting. The Kansi is the number one apple sold in Europe. It's bright red and crunchy with a long shelf life, a cross between a Gala and a Braeburn apple. Basically, guys, this is a family business. My mother grew up on Atlanta orchards. My grandfather grew up on Atlanta orchards. And my great-grandfather before him. My uncle owns it now. So buy Atlanta apples, ask for Kansi and Greenstar. Thanks, Uncle Mark, for sponsoring the show. Loxam Solutions is another sponsor of the show, guys. Loxam is a boutique consulting and business support company focused on business consulting and commercial services. The key to their success has been through the application of a pragmatic approach combined with the entrepreneurial spirit to achieve their clients' outcomes. Their philosophy is simple, deliver well-defined, measurable business outcomes to their clients through the engagement of subject matter experts with real-world experience. Services include... Business consulting, costing and structures, business startup advice, business plan development, review and adaptation, organizational review and restructure, operational review and restructure, governance, corporate and operational, coaching and mentoring, project management, and much, much more. So if you want to find out more, if you want to get your business running smoother, everybody does, you want to check out the guys at www.locksamsolutions.com.au. NDO SUPS, No Days Off Supplements are another great friend of Adventure Travel. They're a newly formed company that aspire to build a trusted brand and uh, by having honest integrity, oops, by having honesty, integrity and loyalty as the cornerstones of their relationships with all stakeholders. From suppliers to customers to sponsored athletes and individuals, um, they will work hard to ensure all receive the utmost attention and support. Look guys, I'm going to be honest about NDO SUPS. Uh, Max swears by them. I think the copy that we are reading out doesn't do them justice. They have recovery B peptides, which uh, which Mac uses to train, which help him stay optimized, and uh, and he absolutely he absolutely loves them. So I think the best thing that you guys could do here is go to ndosups.com and use the code word ADVF Radio for ten percent off. Rather than uh, rather than spiel on about the uh, the copy that uh, we got off their website, it's better to tell the truth. And uh, and Max swears by these guys, really big fan. And uh, I don't use them personally because I'm not a big supplement guy, but uh, take it from Mac and check them out. 
Our last sponsor, as always, is AdventureFit Travel. AdventureFit Travel is the parent company of AdventureFit Radio and is a fitness uh, and adventure travel company for the fitness community. So, guys, what we have for you at the moment, we have uh, we have our Bali trip that we've extended the sale cutoff by seven days. So, until April, uh, until March 11th, you've got a chance to book yourself into Bali where we're going to be training with Dimitri Klockoff. He's a world champion weightlifter and superstar of weightlifting. We've got a two-day lifting workshop with Dimitri. We're going to train every day. We're going to yoga daily. We're going to surf. We're whitewater rafting, snorkeling with sea turtles, Indonesian cooking class. We've got lots of cool, cool stuff packed with you, uh, for you guys. If you don't know about AdventureFit Travel and you don't want to just hear it from me because I'm probably not the most trusted person considering there's a vested interest in the business, I tell you what you can do. You can go to our testimonials page on our website or our reviews on Facebook and you'll see, uh, you'll see that everybody that's had anything to do with AdventureFit Travel hasn't just had a great time. They've, uh, they've written things like, thanks AdventureFit Travel, you've changed my life, greatest thing I've ever done, so on and so forth. So don't take it from me, take it from our clients, our past clients. And uh, yeah, get on board. So that's it for me. Without further ado, I will pass you on to the boys and we hope you enjoy our travel roundtable. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Let's just start there. <laughs> All right, welcome to Adventure Fit Radio. Uh, here we are. We've got a, we've got a travel roundtable for you guys. So what we're going to do? We're going to sit through uh, sit through a little conversation between myself, Mac, on my left, and Tommy on my right. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to go through a travel roundtable, pick one destination each, have a bit of a chat about it, and go through the regular structure of our show. So before we do though, Tommy's going to start us off as usual with Tommy's Tribute. <coughs> Same joke as before, E-flat major. <laughs> That's right. Going nowhere, it's all about the parties. Rogan, Ferris, freaking Omics, Bill Kingsdale. <laughs> I fucked up everybody at home. Cause we're all getting lazy, and it's so much easier when you can listen to your favorite shit on your phone. At the click of a button from everywhere around the world, people are listening and tuning into pods. <laughs> 
So Machiavelli and Bones have jumped on the fucking wagon. Now we're bringing our own shit directly to you. Yeah. Cause we're just three huge bins <laughs> talking about dolphins, science and philosophy. Cause you hear about things that'll make you shout when you tune into a pod on Adventure Fit. Yeah. Ow, 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 ow. Good job, Tommy. Uh, yeah. That was great. So I uh, got that sent to me. Tommy sent me that a while ago, and I could never. I could never understand what you were talking about when you said Ooh. huge bins. Okay, so... Yeah, I just got that No, now. I got it now. I know what oh, a huge yeah. bin is. But at the time, I, th- I thought it said hood bins. Like oh, I couldn't right, get okay. it. Yeah, we're just a couple of bins. Yeah, yeah. we are. We are, we are bin, bin humans. As you I like don't think we've say. ever spoken about dolphins, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got some prepared? Or? Yeah. Funny. No, I don't. <laughs> All right, sweet. So, we're, uh, who wants to start us off with their destination? Well, I'm more than happy to. Yeah, get us going, Tom. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where are we heading? We are going to a little place. Um, It is quite a little place. It's called Nashville in Tennessee in North America. So, me and a friend um, traveled around North America. um, Where was this? Uh, Through November and early December. Last year. um, Last year, sorry. Last year, yep. And um, had a... Sick time, so fun. Was this your first time overseas? Yeah, second time overseas. Yeah, but and second time to America. Um, really? Yeah, really weird. We went to America, me and my family, um, in 2011, at the end of 2011, and then me and my mate went over, and we actually met up with an, five other mates. That's a big posse. Yeah, huge posse. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big posse. How do you Pos- go traveling? Posse. Posse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's, Let's be clear. clear. How do you go traveling with that many guys? Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. We just smelt all the time. Yeah. So it was good. It was really fun. And the initial part was, so me and John Bannable, if you're out there, he, he's left us a review. So he actually blackmailed it, me into reviewing. He was like, one star. <laughs> Or give me twenty nine dollars. <laughs> like, why do you need twenty nine dollars, man? <laughs> I'll just give you thirty. But um, why did he need twenty nine? Do you tell you? Well, apparently for something personal. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually give him twenty nine bucks for review? <laughs> Porn subscription. <laughs> no, I didn't give him money. I don't have any money. So I came on board here. True. We're not paying you, man. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We're in debt. No, 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 I'm leaving here. <laughs> See you, guys. See you, Tom. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, so you're in the States. <laughs> yeah, so I went traveling around um, just with Johnny for the first um, two and a half weeks. And the best thing about it was we became um, even closer mates um, than we already were. So we didn't, we didn't, we had two fights from memory. One because he took a photo of me wearing shorts in New York, which he oh, thought was hilarious. That is just <laughs> what? unacceptable. No one wears shorts. Unacceptable. Well, at the time, I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, I'm just wearing shorts. What are you actually talking about? Like, why did he ta- Why is that a... Well, he took a photo of it because, like, everyone's got lovely fashion in New York and shit. Okay. And um, I was just wearing shorts. I've got pretty average fashion as it is. And he was like, oh. this is like, this is a guy, like, who's so, like, fashion conscious, and he 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 won't. So um, he wouldn't have it. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have it. He was so like, hang on. Fuck that. What guy. was the temperature? So the temperature would have been like eighteen degrees. <laughs> I'm in shorts. Hundred percent. I'm in shorts. That's what I reckon. Fuck you, Johnny. Whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're no longer mates. <laughs> no, it's all right. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, that was the one time we fought, and the other time we fought was um, 
when he kept stealing my hair gel. <laughs> God, think about this makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, we um, travelled around. <laughs> Tommy, you're showing your age now, Tommy. I'm 30. Tommy's 22. Hair gel. <laughs> With his mates over hair gel. Dude, it was my hair gel. <laughs> True. True. I'm not giving him that shit. And then um, we met up with the other boys in uh, Vegas. Uh, no, we met up with them in Phoenix, Arizona. We hired a car. I drove. Um, I saw through like Route 66 in the in the desert and stuff, um, past the Hoover Dam, the Grand Canyon into Vegas. Like the best day. So you went to all those joints? All those joints, yeah. I really? went all over the place, man. What was Hoover Dam like? A really cool, really cool. It was so I've got this video um, of me. Oh no, I think it was another friend of mine, Cam, dropping a a penny off the mm. bridge of Hoover Dam, and it just it goes for so long. I think like uh, just, I think they say Hoover Dam's one of the only one of the only structures that in five hundred years, if civilization collapsed, it would still be standing. Oh really? Hoover Dam and the pyramids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that um, make sense to you? Um, I've never been there. Oh, it's a big dam. <laughs> would you say it's a damn big it's damn? It's a damn big damn. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. And they actually had to cut off the the flow of water, like I think 200 metres down before they actually built the dam so they could build it. But apparently the whole thing like, um, you know, gives electricity to pretty much all of Nevada. Mm. That's from from, what I, from memory. So like Las Vegas would be screwed without it and all this yeah. sort of thing. It's not just a big dam. It's just this really important structure yeah. which is amazing. There's a there's a really um, interesting one in uh, in Brazil. Have you heard of Iguazu Falls? No. Iguazu Falls is a, um, the world's most powerful waterfall with Victoria Falls. They both get mentioned in the same vein. And um, there was one, there was a waterfall equally as powerful just around the corner in Brazil that they turned into a hydroelectric dam. Mm. So it powers like a, a whole like a county uh, like mm. an, a large portion of Brazil mm. but it's taken away like one of the coolest uh, mm. natural wonders in the world but I don't understand how like a dam powers things like how do you just filter the water so it do you guys are we are we a dam podcast or are we a- <laughs> <laughs> well isn't it isn't there um, isn't there wheels that will uh, the, the water will go through that will spin and then it'll create some sort of electricity through some sort of magic I think do you know what I'm picturing right now <laughs> there's like this wheel in the movie Snow White and like all the birds fly on it is that, is that the sort of wheel you're... I think it's, it's the same sort of magic, yeah. Like a, I think like, we're like a hamster wheel? A hamster wheel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly yeah I like think they've got wheel. hamsters underneath the dam. <laughs> I, believe, oh, yeah. I believe the <laughs> waters to feed do. the hamsters, they have a small amount of hamster feed yeah. and then the waters obviously keep them alive. That's it. Yeah. And then, um, the it's hamsters... just like pedaling that bike and it pedals your electricity, <laughs> the exactly. wheels spin. Yeah. <laughs> Are we thinking of The Simpsons now? Uh, I always think of The Simpsons. Yeah, that's right. Lisa, yes. We've uncovered the dam. Their secret. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you, Hoover Dam. What about Vegas? How's Vegas? Oh, man. Huge letdown. Really? I'm not even joking. Ooh. Yep. So we had, we were all together. It was the boys. It was five of us. It was insane. It was awesome. You know, we had this um, really great <laughs> drive. It doesn't make it's any sense. No, no, no. Before we got to Vegas. <laughs> it was the best time <laughs> of my life. <laughs> and I hated it. <laughs> nah, so this was during the day. So we were, we were driving. It was like a six-hour um, drive. Route 66, Hoover Dam, the Grand Canyon. Best day ever of the Grand Canyon. Yep. The most mind-boggling thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Sick. I thought it would just be this huge drop in the earth. And it was, but it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. <laughs> Very eloquently, eloquently <laughs> spoken. How's yeah. me? Yeah. You fucking Dodero. <laughs> Go on, no. Uh, just yeah, like so. to say, you nailed the brief. We are three bins. Yeah, that's right. We're not talking about dolphins. So, so 
<laughs> so the Grand Canyon, what what about it though? Like I haven't been there. It's, like it's, also just... it's just like it's going to sound so um, you know, obvious, cliches, yeah, you and cliche. Cliches. But it's just so big. Mm. You just look at it and you're like, holy <laughs> shit! Like it drops for kilometers. Mm. And you know what? It actually made me really disappointed that I didn't do the helicopter tour. Mm. Everyone says mm. you have to do the helicopter tour, and then those that don't. I'm pretty much always disappointed. So yeah, I didn't do the helicopter tour, and yeah. uh, wish I had of absolutely. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. oh, I don't know you've been there as well, mate. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> I was just listening to your story. Yeah. I was just going to see what you said first. There's <laughs> <laughs> like Maca inscribed on the rock. Uh, there is. <laughs> <laughs> with a love heart, with an empty name. There, I'm just yeah. waiting for someone to write their name yeah. and fill, fill it right. in. Ladies, again, Mac is single. <laughs> Extremely single. You, what's your phone number, Mac? Oh four oh four four eight five six nine six five 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 five. I actually don't know his phone number. So that's a fake number. <laughs> yeah. But um, so you didn't go down into the the valley. You didn't get down to the bottom of no. um, the canyon. Apparently, here, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Look at what would a raft in there as well. Yeah, you can. It's yeah. To be rad. And uh, yeah, we saw the raft, uh, the 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 white water from up top. And even though it was so far up, you can still see how hectic it is down there. But you can actually do the helicopter tour, and you can do picnics on the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've heard about. Yeah, amazing. So. Mm. Definitely get on board that, um, guys. If you're thinking about doing the Grand Canyon, um, I would recommend definitely, even though I haven't done it yet, um, you know, spending that extra bit of money. But we went to Vegas, um, and like maybe we were pretty screwed from the day, kind of tired and shit. But we got to Vegas, and um, we we're kind of like, all right, lads, it's probably going to be the biggest night of our lives. So everything was in place, and you know, all this sort of stuff. We um, were driving in Vegas. The lights were on. The strip was happening. It was just insane. And it ended up being just a really average night. It's tough when you say that, though, going in. Mm, you're yeah. kind of you're kind of saying, oh, it's raining outside. Oh, it's yeah, it's It's kind of, when you go out on a night and you say, right, this is going to be the biggest night of our lives. This is going to be amazing. We've got to go as hard as we can, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Never really ends well. Mm. No, nah, like New Year's Eve. Setting yourself up for a mm. huge disappointment there. Yep. And we, we, we sort of had that in the back of our minds, but it was kind of like... Nah, it's fucking Vegas. Like, and of drinks, course it's going to be like great. Like a, a vodka Red Bull is like 22 US dollars. What about the free drinks? Isn't there free drinks in Vegas? Oh, if you, if you yeah, sit at a table. If yeah. you gamble. Yeah. Right. But can't you just gamble like on, on dollar tables and yeah, stuff? Like do like fuck all. Yeah, One of the best really memories. Party. You do that for pre-drinks and then you go out afterwards. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But when you're out. Yeah. Like right. one of the best memories I have is just <laughs> sitting with my mate and um, we were just, we were playing pokies for some bizarre reason. And um, the slots, the slots, yeah, the slot machines, the ching, the slots with your posse, yeah, the slots with the posse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and um, we'll sit in there. And this what what nationality <laughs> do you speak in? Slots. You said it like Sean Connery, man, real fucking rude. Just said the slots with the posse. Fucking vulgar Connery over here. Vulgar Connery and his mate Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were sitting there. And um, the chick comes up to us. She's like, hey, guys, can I get you anything? And we both kind of looked at each other. We were like, yeah. So he's like, uh, I'll have a Long Island iced tea. And I was like, where's that? And he goes, no, no, it's a drink. I was like, okay, cool. Okay. So she comes back with this. You are only 22. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. So she comes back with this like medium-sized drink. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a go. Tastes so nice. Anyway, like four of these later. I, I I didn't so really. So at this stage, you're naked. I was, I was naked. <laughs> it's two two p.m. Yeah. <laughs> we are out of board license plates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was in I was in jail. <laughs> now nah, I was um fairly wasted at this point. And um I long story short, I put in a hundred dollars on the slots and lost it all. 
Um, one one $100 note went in. I've got the video of it. Pretty hammered and um, spent it all. So, so, Benjamin, just with a, was it an actual $100 one note? One genuine Benjamin. Oh, I love it. <laughs> genuine. <laughs> I love it, Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was great. But, um, so, where are we Where are we talking about? Wasn't your destination review? Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee. No, it was Nashville. Nashville. Oh, was Nashville. Yeah, Nashville, right. yeah, Nashville. Okay, so Nashville, <laughs> <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. Vegas is good. <laughs> so we were like, um, this was just when I was with my mate um, Johnny, in, and we went from New York down to Nashville. New York was really cool as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, Nashville um, was... Um, I, I, when you guys think of Nashville, what do you think? I think uh, country and western. I think country and western plucking the, the guitar or the ukulele. Or so. I, but I have no idea. I'm not that great with my American geography. I'd say, yeah, that's what I'd be thinking. Yeah, Maka? Uh Yeah, outback. Should I be thinking so whiskey? Jeez, um, that rain is intense. Mm, it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it would be something like that as well, and it was to a certain degree, but it's actually a massive college city. Really? So it's a, just a big college town. Big party. Huge party town. Really? Awesome. There's just there's a party going on like every night. There's this one strip in downtown part of Nashville called um, Broadway, um, and it's just filled with live bars. They're called honky tonks, and uh, honky tonk. And so they kind American. of like that's American. That's yeah. extremely American. <laughs> and um, you know, there's just live music. Always, it's always country music, and there always there's this one place that if you ever go to Nashville, guys, you have to go. It's called Tootsie's. And it's just got the best live music. And we actually met a girl there who was behind the bar who's got this insane following on Instagram because she's a model. Yeah. And we just thought we was, she was super hot. Yeah. But um, she's got over a million. Like, what? Yeah, what? a million Instagram followers. Really? Sorry, on Facebook as well. And um, That's insane. Wow. Yeah. She'd so, be making bank with that oh, type of following. Yeah. Mm. All was, you need to do is hashtag one protein shaker and you're fucking <laughs> set for the month. <laughs> yeah. No, she, she was, yeah, she was killing it. Wow. And... Um, yeah, we was we was bantering her. Jeez, the accent worked well over there. <laughs> Tell I got rejected every time. <laughs> but yeah, so we were into Nashville and um, we were sort of walking around on the first night. We we're kind of like, um, oh, you know, what, what's there to do here? And we were speaking to these people. We'd always just, you know, exaggerate to the nth degree. Hey, mate, what's going on? Me and my brother Crocodile here. <laughs> you know, and they're like, are you guys from Oz? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, you always get into a conversation. You have to put it on as thick as you can, don't you? Oh, so much. I told you about the first time I ever stayed in a hostel and the, I got woken up by the German girls. You told I? me that. You told, you told us I would that. have told you, you both. I got woken up in the middle of the night by, um, by two German girls. One of them, they came in and... Uh, sorry to hijack your story. No, they, came right. in, they came in and uh, ransacked the room and I was sleeping with my head down and... I could hear they were speaking in German and then all of a sudden the girl says, uh, one of the girls, Alice says, Jenny, Jenny, look, there's a hot boy in our room. <laughs> so I didn't move. I was just <laughs> I didn't move. I just stayed silent. Wait, you were face down? Face down, yeah. So I had like slowly a getting brown attack, like real big, yeah. <laughs> Hips just raising. Yeah. <laughs> Doing cock push-ups. But, um, but uh, and then the next thing that happened was they ripped the, uh, the sheets off me and started yelling, get out of bed, hot boy, get out of bed, hot boy. And then I stood up and said, um, I said something like, oh, geez, what, what the fuck's going on, girls? And then they literally started going, ah, squealing as though they could, where are you from? Where are you from? And I knew exactly. I said, I'm bloody Australian. <laughs> <laughs> and then, ah, 
Surfy, surfy, surf. Yeah, of course I'm bloody surf. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just grabbed me, ran, or dressed me, ran, uh, grabbed my hand, ran me down the beach, and then the rest was history. They dressed you. They dressed me. The chick was throwing clothes at me. She she uh, rifled through my bag. Put this on. Put this on. Normally it's the other way. Yeah. How ugly are you? It was an alternate alternate reality. You you don't understand. Like how ugly must someone be to have two German girls (laughs) dress the person (laughs) in an Australian accent? Covering me up. They put a garbage bag over my head. It was fucked. Actually, I couldn't breathe. But put me in a bin. Anyway, the accent works well though. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. But we went. Um, so we were walking along, and we met this one person. She was just like, she was just working at the store. She was like, "Oh, you guys are Australian. Oh, sick. Like you, you have to go. You have to go to Vanderbilt." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. What's Vanderbilt?" She's like, "Dude, it's the college party." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, too. yeah." She's like, "Oh, oh, party. cool. Party, bro. Party, party, dad. <laughs> party." <laughs> and um, I was like, "Oh, cool. So you guys, there's like college parties." She's like. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, it got really awkward, so we just left. But um, we we looked it up, and we like the best nights. And Johnny will agree with this. Um, actually, and the other boys when we met up with them as well for Mexico, the best nights we had was um, the the really risky ones, like mm-hmm. catching a cab all the way into Brooklyn in the middle of the night, and you know being scared, and you know all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like when you feel like you survived the night. Yeah, You're it's like, like fuck, yeah. can't believe I. Yeah. We got out of there. Yeah. A couple of them murdered 17 people <laughs> yeah. and still got home. Right, yeah. Hello for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. But we, um, yeah, we, what did we do? We went to the college. It was like a $25 US taxi cab, right? Because um, we're our, our... This is on campus, this party. At yeah. A, at, a, um, at Vanderbilt at College. A, at a frat. At a frat house? Well, how does it work over there? So we, we were staying just outside the city. We got there. It was completely dead. Oh. And we were like, oh no, what the hell? Killer. Yeah, so we went, um, we were walking around for a bit. We literally thought our night was done. We'd had this pretty good praise, just me and my mate. And um, it was, we thought the night was done. So like, oh, okay, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just so everybody knows, Tommy just punched himself in the face. <laughs> I actually tried to hide a burp. <laughs> Ended up punching myself in the cheek. Ah, <laughs> oh, the things I do for you guys at home. <laughs> and then we, um, so there was this little um, dinner restaurant, restaurant, dinner joint close to, um, um, yep, uh, dinner joint close to uh, the college. And we uh, we went in there. Apparently the guys was like, okay, they just saw the basketball game. So wait like 15 minutes and they'll be back. Anyway, we get back there. We meet this one guy's like, Hey, you guys here for the college party, bro? I'm like, um, yeah, man. Do you know where it is? It's like, oh, yeah, there's one on over there, man. But, like, I don't know if you really want to go there, dude, because they're, like, kind of douchebags over there. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, cool. We kind of found out in 30 seconds that that guy was the leader of the loser frat house. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the cool frat house. They're like, oh, <laughs> dude. Frat house. <laughs> yeah, they're like, the, mate, it's literally clicks in a movie. Really? It's like the dweebs. The, Al the, Seven Weenies. It's all that. It's like, it's Mean Girls heaps to a team. And, heaps of bullying and oh, stuff. Like if you're not in the footy team, adults. yeah, if you're not on the footy team or you're not like the head cheerleader, you're a dork, bro. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so we get in there. Beat it, nerds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Marge, it's my job. <laughs> so we get in there. These like, the guys are like, oh, you guys are Australian? Sick. Have this fucking case of beer, bro. I'm like, all right, awesome. It's like, do you guys want to come upstairs? The, the, the house was like kind of signed. So we walk in. 
We open this door to go up to the stairs. This massive party noise kicks in. We're like, oh my God, what the hell is going to go down here? It's like, dude, welcome to freaking America, bro. We go upstairs. <laughs> there's like 150 people upstairs. Oh, that's what alone. I think of when I think of mm. frat parties. I think of stairs. I yeah. think of people, I think of those yeah. colorful the cups drinking cups. out of the punch. Yep. And people making out on the stairs and like mm. big, Man. just double yeah. story frat parties. Everything you've seen in the movie, that is real life. We go up there. Really? There's like 90. Really hot girls. You're There's like your 60. Probably yeah. oh, not. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> probably wanted for murder. <laughs> and then the rest is like just really cool guys. And so I was like, all right, I've got to make myself known here. So I pretend my friend was over there, just on the other side of the of the of the room. And I've gone, hey mate, have you seen Michael Fitzpatrick? It was this guy that we made up? And then Isn't like that three our chicks. Number one listener. No, no, that's Steve, <laughs> Steve Montgomery. Steve Steve Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Steve, how are you, pal? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, there's these three girls looking around, they go, oh my God, are you Australian? And I'm like, yeah, probably was he. And they're like, oh my God, can you say that again? I'm like, oh, what do you want me to say? And like, we're full Australian. And then just go, give me a hug. And like, oh my God, you have to introduce all these guys. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the one time girls are going to actually talk to me here. I could be on here. Turns out I wasn't on. I fell in love with this one girl who left the party early. <laughs> Absolutely sucked. Oh God. So, what was her name? So, Sydney. Sydney, if you're listening, I'm still, I'm still in love with you. I know you can hear me from Dallas, Texas. Come back to Melbourne. <laughs> oh. But Nashville... Go visit uh, Tootsie's. Go have a look at Broadway Street, downtown Nashville. It is amazing. Yeah, that's solid. Mm. That's a solid little little jaunt. Have you got um, you got some good, the bad, and the science ready for us then? Yeah, 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 Let's yeah, do yeah, it. yeah. I do. Um, let me just open up the GBS. Okay. Uh, Cape Town's epic landscape has long been a draw for visitors, for business travellers, and business travellers, excuse me, are finding plenty of appeal in South Africa's mother city. I know you've got a personal affliction with Cape Town, yep. my friend. Love the joint. Yeah. My question to you guys is, what do you guys do for fun after work? Strange segue. Yeah. Very strange segue. Do, do we have to be um, Do we have to be riding lions or no, some no, sort no. of rugby? So just what, like what do you sharks? guys, when you relax after a big day of work, I know you like to watch movies. Nah. Do you, you, you meditate after work? No. No, I meditate during the day. During the day. In between uh, morning and evening. Yes. Yeah. We talk um, about meditation a lot. What do you do for fun? No, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I like to read. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> I fucking uh, love to read. Introvert. Yeah. <laughs> no, so... Uh, we all like to read. It depends when I get home. I often get home about 8 o'clock at night, so I'll just eat dinner and, and I will uh, put on my uh, blue blocker glasses. And... Uh, what? My blue blocker glasses. Blue, blue what? <laughs> it blocks your blue light from your phone and stuff. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, so you don't have the <laughs> really. Whoa, so that's you, amazing. So you don't have the blue light going into your eyes. You know, you can get um, you can get apps and programs on your computer and your phone. You can do that. So you don't have to wear your fucking Mate, dirty glasses. I don't like 3D glasses, big square ones. <laughs> yeah, with the red and the uh, with the red double, and the green. Really? Four yeah. crusties. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Oh, so you put them on at night, hey? So I put them like on. How how long? And it, oh, how many hours? Until I go to sleep, mm. like an hour and a half. Do you? If That's I'm, really no, cool. If I'm on, if I'm on my phone, if I'm reading on, like blogs or something on my phone, otherwise I'll be just reading a book. So and they're a generally lot of do it. they're generally uh, educational books. Yeah. I don't really like to read fiction. Um, because the thing with that is like when you look at um, electricity and stuff, it delays the release of melatonin, which is the sleep-inducing hormone. Mm. So is that why you wear it? 
or yeah, just have, put to, you, have, uh, have to sleep better. I'm going to because get it's, it just stops you the can, stimulus going into your eyes. Mm, and if you were mm. to have, uh, you actually don't think that the the light gives off a lot when it's light. But if you were to have a pitch black room and just have your phone on, and you can see with you can t- we'll see walking in the dark going that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, just think that's staring at you in the face from. <coughs> less than 30 centimetres away mm. going straight into your eyes and you often don't blink for a while so this oh, just yeah. helps you uh, just helps you sort of neutralise your eyes and stops the stimulation of blue light I had a dude um, I had a dude Charlie who was staying with me this dude Charlie was from San Francisco he was a published author at tw- he was 24 no shit he'd really? written, a, written a book on, on entrepreneur um, entrepreneurship it's pretty interesting wow. but he does the same thing he doesn't have the blue blocker sunnies mm. he has uh, an app on it so his screen will look real murky and like yeah. creamy and vague like a looks like the screen's been turned down a bunch as well and then you can get screens for your phone to do that but I'm waiting for them to come in Australia yeah right so you can do it it's just a it's just an extension on your on your computer that you can put in mm. so your computer will do it and then yeah I wasn't sure about the phone but um, that's what he would do so yeah so he yeah. could get away from the he could get his sleep really mm. Mm. pretty interesting but otherwise after after work we have uh, burger night on Tuesdays with me and my mates um, sort of our weekly catch up uh Otherwise, I'm just getting home late, so it's just a dinner and blue light blockers on and, and just reading. Yep. Uh, me? Yeah, I don't know. I used to, when I lived on the peninsula, I used to surf. I used to like to surf. I blew my knee out in Bali like three years ago. Got no PCL left at all, so that was the most excruciatingly painful thing I've ever been through. I live in the city now. I, I couldn't surf for about six or nine months. Then I moved, kind of moved to the city around the same time, so I don't really surf anymore, mm. ever. would like to get back into that. Um, I like to get on my bike and just ride around the city, check out places in Melbourne. But again, you do that after work. Yeah, when when Truzzy, when my mate Truzzy used to live up in the city, we would we would go for a ride. We'd check some places out. We'd go down and shoot some basketball, like play some tournament. Like mm. we used to have basketball tournaments. We used to play. Um, we'd do fun stuff during mm. the week. You know, we'd make sure we'd get out and just check some stuff out we hadn't seen. Yep. But um, all my mates, I'm really so busy now, and all my mates live up here these days. Just don't really. They just, they just don't really get out and do stuff during the week. Mm. So I would like to, but I don't. I like to just go and have a swim. I like to get down the beach and have a dunk in the water. Other than that, I just read and I like <laughs> to chill out to a movie at, at night. But I mean, I'm too busy to fucking do too much. Yeah. You know? yeah. What? What? Why did tell me the South Africa link there? <laughs> there was no link. <laughs> yeah. I just said it. Said it. Um, the bad uh, Vatican treasurer Cardinal Pell has admitted. He did not act after a boy told him about a pedophile priest. The Cardinal told an Australian Royal Commission into Child Abuse that a student at St. Patrick's College in Ballarat said Brother Edward Dolan was misbehaving with boys in 1974. He said it was casually mentioned and that the boy did not ask him to act. Our, we all just watched the YouTube video of Tim Minchin, who's yep. that Australian comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could pretty much say having a go at him. Um, strong, very, very strong, strong. strong. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was ripping. What well, I mean, he called him, him a coward and scum, and and this was actually he he did that before um, the cardinal admitted that he didn't act. So yes. my question to you guys is: Was the song justified? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. There was a line in there that you just said that was. I can't remember what it was. Uh, no, I can't remember what it was about the act. It really, uh, it really, kind of brought it brought it down. The the boy did not ask him to act. Nah, it brought the uh, brought the level of the of the crime down. It kind of talked it down. Whereas there's no there's no bigger crime in the world than pedophilia. It's fu- it's just in, yeah. insane. And 
for someone to, in a position of power like George Pell, or anyone for that matter, mm-hmm. to find out about that and then... Yeah, turn not, a blind eye. Yeah, turn yeah. a blind eye. That's just so far from acceptable. Yeah. It's f- totally fucked up. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. someone you're supposed to trust. Someone from the church, someone who's a, an authoritative figure to, you know, young kids and members of the community. It's just fucked up. It's yeah. totally Mackie, you agree? insane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can call him out. And, uh, we, you know, even comedians, and they they call out people all the time. And uh, that was, I'm not sure if it's done in a comical sense or not, but it was uh, definitely justified. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, I tend to agree. Um, I think it's, um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, the science, a mysterious new species. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard this. Um, a mysterious new species could be the earliest humans. Uh, was recently found. A new species of recently discovered human has not yet been dated, but some believe it could be one of the earliest humans in our genus. The bones of a new species of extinct hominin called Homo naledi were discovered in the Rising Star Cave in South Africa and unveiled to the world in September 2015. The new species has a primitive brain case, but fairly modern hands and feet, which is a very strange mixer. Now, I did some research on this because I, I thought it was interesting, but I didn't know how... Um, big this was uh-huh. um, yeah so um, apparently it's a new line of homo <laughs> gag <laughs> gag <laughs> um, as it hasn't even been dated yet adult males stood around 5 foot tall weighed approximately 45 kilos so that's mm. pretty much you after a trip in South America <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and radiocarbon doesn't even work because that can only date as far back as 50,000 years so, really? so to get to give you an indication of how old this line mm. of human could be they are estimating close to 3 million years which is on the spectrum of the earliest ever. We mm. don't even know. Like, this could be even before that. So, take yourself back three million years. When was dinosaurs? Uh, 64, 64 million years 128. ago. 128, yeah. The mi- was, I think it's 64 million years ago. Okay, like yeah. 65. We, they're not keeping Fair around time. the T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're wondering. Oh, Dave and... Uh, yeah. yeah, T-Rex are yeah. <laughs> So, was these... Did it have any sort of... um Any pets or was it a cartoon-looking little... Was it wasn't named Fred or anything? Like, there was... No. Flintstone or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, that, that sarcasm level was so good, I didn't even get it. <laughs> Did you say sarcasm? What do you call it? Sarcasm? <laughs> what do you call it? Car hole? <laughs> do you actually think it's sarcasm? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Learning English with Tommy Ahern. <laughs> uh, what, what, what you, what? It's sarcasm, Oh, bro. shit. <laughs> sarcasm. I say sarcasm yeah. from time to time. I definitely did say that. Um, cool. <laughs> No, take yourself back three million year. Uh, this is a poor gag. Now, take yourself back three million. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible gag. I apologise. We'll definitely cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Round it up. Uh, take yourself back three million years um, when these Homo naledi were the dominant species. How do you think they would spend their Saturday nights? Give me a rundown from the walk of shame to the breeze. What do you reckon? What do you reckon they do on a Saturday night? Doesn't it go with pre's? Probably this morning. The morning. We're going backwards in time, so okay, yeah, everyone's, exactly. everyone's going backwards in time. Right. So how they start their pre's? Well, pre's they would probably be getting uh, high on cactus. Yep. And uh, I don't know, just tripping out for eight hours, <laughs> and then that's it. They'd probably come have Wednesday like, morning um, when they come out. Of yeah. <laughs> they probably. I don't know. I reckon they'd be kicking around doing some fun stuff. I reckon they'd just be just like us. Yeah. Do you reckon three million years ago people... Made podcasts? All right. 
I was going to say that. Right, I don't know about. I don't know about. I know about podcasts. I don't know when was when have they dated back when language first evolved. When, well, how, do when you, we, how do you define language? Um, as a spoken rather than grunts, it. like actual spoken language. Do we but, know that? Well, spoken language. I mean, grunt, grunts could be. You could you could say grunts are language. <laughs> well, what about not grunts? <laughs> <laughs> so when do we all start sudden going? G'day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twenty years ago. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Ah, no, neither do I. I don't know. That's a that's a really interesting uh, fact. I don't know what they would have been doing back in the day, but let's hope it was some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All right. So uh, uh, your story before Tommy triggered a, a memory for myself mm. uh, through America. Take it back to 2012. Uh, myself and my brother uh, gate crashed our friend's honeymoon, and uh, we went through America. And um, then we made our way after we gate crashed the honeymoon to Europe, and we did a, a European trip. And uh, one of the gate crashed a honeymoon. Yeah, how does that mean? <laughs> Man, I went to Europe now. <laughs> was, uh, I, like, I heard it twice. I was like, how the fuck did you gate crash honeymoon? Honeymoon yeah. is like a period of a couple of weeks, isn't it? Uh, you were there the whole time. <laughs> just <laughs> snuggling in the bed. on the door. Hey, ho! <laughs> no, uh, uh, two, uh, two good friends of mine, they're actually uh, members of my gym, and uh, they were going over to watch the CrossFit Games, so uh, there was an open invite, and we said, yes, please. Oh, gotcha. So we spent the uh, first week with them, and then they... Oh, last year? 2012. <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah, all right, so you're in Europe. Yeah, now we're in Europe, and uh, made our way down to South Croatia. Have you guys done South Croatia? I have, yeah. It's beautiful, mm, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's. I got cabin fever. Oh, did you? Oh, it's hard partying and just living in a little confined. Oh, know. I loved it. Loved yeah, it. it was good. I, I had a pretty good time. I most people say it's the greatest thing they've ever done. But yeah, continue on. That's not great. It's just a. It's just a story. Yep. Let's not get excited. So we're uh, we're doing this South Croatia trip, and third night in, uh, we go to a place called Havar, and um, good joint. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a crazy party night and uh, my brother and I had one rule and that was to be on the boat the next morning, uh, every, every night, doesn't matter where you end up, just be on the boat. And so uh, we're out partying and uh, it was absolutely wasted and, and he was about five, ten minutes in front of me and I was just getting food and I was bringing back some food to the boats. And anyway, we get there, my boat's gone. We, we get to the we get to the jetty. It's it's past six o'clock in the Always morning. Always a good feeling. And my boat's gone. I run onto the most furthest boat out. It was maybe like th- there was each each boat they dock up and there's maybe ten ten boats in a row, and ours was one of the last. So we had to be there by six. And I was like, they're not going to leave without me, <laughs> you know. Uh, but they did. And, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, I've got some food in my hand and I have to snake through all these other boats. And I get to the final boat. Uh, I don't know, maybe like seven or eight in a row and um and it goes and I run straight up to the skipper and I'm like oh I'm on the wrong boat I'm on the wrong boat can you please take me to mine and he's like no nah, mate not my problem and so I'm freaking out because Jackson my brother doesn't know where I am uh he just thinks I'm just a bit behind him but he knows doesn't know where I am now yeah and so uh anyway I'm, I'm really freaking out and I was out of my comfort zone and I was with a group of people that I didn't know hadn't met anyone on this on this boat and um and I'm like, please take me to my boat. He's like, no, nah, not my problem. Um, we'll just meet up with them uh, an- another time. <laughs> anyway, this boat is going the opposite direction. <laughs> so I'm going from stop three to stop four. They're going from stop three to stop two. 
So I'm royally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> You're making your way to France. <laughs> and so I was pleading, I'm pleading, I'm pleading, I'm pleading. And he's like, listen, we all, um, I can't take you there. It's not my problem. Um, you can stop off at our stop tonight and catch a taxi along the mainland and, and hopefully get to your boat there. And I didn't like that idea because I just thought a day without my brother and my comforts and my, my crew because we just made Fuck friends. With fucking $200 taxi. That'd be an expensive well, taxi, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. And uh, so anyway, we dock up for lunch and uh, he comes and gets me and uh, he goes, listen, your boat is a, a bay around the corner, like a couple of bays away. And I'm like, great. Can you please take me there? He goes, again, not my problem. <laughs> So I'm I don't f- like the sound of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a real jerk. Man. Yeah, he sounds like he doesn't have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're about uh, fifty meters away from shore, and uh, he writes on a napkin um, the the what the bay is called. And I'm like, fuck, say, so how am I going to keep this napkin dry as I swim to shore? Anyway, I wedge it in between Since my... Since you swim to shore? Yeah, he wouldn't drop me off the shore. <laughs> you <laughs> your napkin with what? the name where you go. <laughs> this brick. dude's jerk level just rose to <laughs> yeah. fucking six trousers. I just said trousers, too. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Shit, we are on with our English today. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, I, I'm in these, I'm, in, I'm just in my normal shorts and... Your trousers? <laughs> your trousers. <laughs> yeah. And I sandwich. I sandwich my, my wallet, this napkin, and my thongs uh, together in my right hand, and I'm there doing survival side stroke with my right hand up against over the water. And I finally get to shore, and I uh, have to climb up on a ledge, and that's fine. I have to go through this backyard of this house. And so I go through the backyard, and I knock on, this, uh, on the back door of this house, and these kids come running in and answering them totally forget that I'm in Croatia and they don't speak English mm. and so I'm there doing sign language to these kids to go get mum and dad and just the, the noise and stuff and you know, the mum and dad come running down anyway do you know sign language? well I was just like uh, taxi like help me help me <laughs> so you're flailing your arms around <laughs> this guy's on meth what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and so after about five minutes of, uh, uh, of sort of trying to draw what a taxi looks like on a bit of paper to the parents they they call uh, a taxi and uh, I have to wait out in front now now the deal is that I don't know how long my boat is going to be in that bay for we all just dock up for lunch around the same time groundhog day I'm feeling <laughs> once I decided to leave it's sort of no coming back because once I leave my boat that I just jumped off goes and hopefully I get to my boat yeah so I'm sitting there anxiously as all hell just waiting for this taxi ride and or this taxi to come it's the longest 10 minutes of my life it finally comes around the corner and I give the the napkin to the um the driver and the police take me there go fast go fast go fast anyway we go around we go around we go around and we go around and uh, we finally uh, she stops off at this final corner and she goes, you need more money, more money. And I didn't have one cent <laughs> left. Right? I didn't have my phone because I was in Croatia. I just left yeah. the phone on the night. It's, I didn't need my phone. I yeah, my brother. For sure. And so I had, uh, had my wallet and uh, gave her everything. And I'm sitting there. I'm just like, please, please just drive. Please. And I just begged her. And she actually just believed me. Oh. And uh, drove. And it was only maybe another 30 seconds down the road that the, my boat was there. And anyway, I jump out of the, uh, the taxi. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I look up and it's not swimmable. My boat's <laughs> like three, 400 meters out. <laughs> and I'm jumping up on the side. I'm like, hey, waving my arms. Hey, over here. Hey. Smoke screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, and then in the distance, maybe at 100 metres or so, I see this guy uh, just, you know, working on his dinghy. And I run down there. I'm like, oh, g'day, mate. Can you please take me out there? Can you please take me out there? My brother's out there. I'm lost. I've got no money. Please, 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 please. He had just looked at me with a blank face. And uh, he's like, oh, no, no English. Oh. And uh, anyway, I was very fortunate. His wife came down who was in New Zealand. And... Um, and uh, I spoke to her and I'm just like, oh, please, you've got to race me out there. You've got to race me out there. And uh, so I finally get on this dinghy and uh, I go out to my boat. As I'm going out, they're pulling up the anchor and I climb onto my boat and my brother just comes and sees me. He goes, where the fuck have you been? Oh, we just hug each other. And as we're hugging, the boat's moving away. Oh, really? Yeah. So I would have been trapped. No, no money, no phone stranded don't know where I am (laughs) and uh, just totally lost my brother would have known where I am I would have been totally fucked (laughs) anyway one of the best times of my life (laughs) that's sick so what did you think of Croatia where else did you go in Croatia you go split to Dubrovnik Dubrovnik Dubrovnik, nah split to Dubrovnik yeah yeah. such a good joint eh? yeah it is split was amazing Mm. Um, Dubrovnik was cool as well but we only spent one night there uh, we spent a couple nights in Split because that's where we took off. And then uh, each other, if you haven't done the, the trip, it's sort of a night at each sort of venue. And it's it's just beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. <coughs> I did say I did Croatia just because I wanted to party. It was a European trip and that's oh, it was definitely kinda, party time, yeah. Oh, 100%. But I was pretty amazed by... I, I put Croatia up as my favourite countries in the world I, I normally say South Africa Mexico and Brazil are my mm. three favourites and then I throw Croatia in there just pure and simply because it's just so pretty mm. it's legitimately the water is out of this yeah. world mm. and it, but the architecture and stuff the old cobbled streets and the oh absolutely the, the, the architecture of Dubrovnik Split and, uh, and Havar oh, and the, the, all of Croatia mm. is just it's really stunning and I don't really get off on architecture that much but yeah it's such a mm. such a sick joint mm. Cool. So, you got any uh, book of creep for us, Tommy? You got a quick one? Yeah, I've got a quick uh, BOC. <clears throat> Going to do the jingle? Isn't it your thing to do? No, you're good at this one. <laughs> it's time. No, 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 no. For the book of creep. <laughs> that was meant to be thunder and lightning. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was good. Just noises, good noises. Yeah. So, again, this is on Reddit. Um, Book of Creep, guys, for those that don't know, it's just a really disgusting, bizarre story to sort of um, change the change the uh, the flow of the, of the podcast. I don't know why we do it. It's just kind of funny. I was in a band in college, and we played a show this one weekend. I was pretty smashed up drinking for free all night, and this surprisingly cute chick saunas up and started with the whole... Oh my God, you like write songs and stuff. Despite the fact that I'm actually a bit shy in situations like this, she had her arm around me and is doing all the work. I'm like, sweet, let's do this. I think to myself. While she is mid-sentence, I grabbed her hand and started walking her out the door. We headed back to her apartment and things started to heat up. We were on her bed, ripping off each other's clothes. Suddenly, in one swift move, she pounced me, knocked me onto my back, jumped on top of me, spun around and... The rest is history. I started reciprocating. Only a few moments passed before I felt a tap on my forehead. My face was fully between her legs, yet there was this tap, tap, tap on my forehead. Every couple of seconds, tap, tap, tap. 
His tapping continued and started to take me out of the moment. I pried my face from between her legs. Jeez, this guy just leaves nothing to the imagination <laughs> to get a better view of what was going on. To my horror, I witnessed, I witnessed dangling down a tapeworm bouncing like a fettuccine oh. noodle with every side movement she made. Tapeworm. I was totally disgusted, but in shock, she had no idea what was going on uh, or what was, what was going on down there. Before I knew it, I had thrown off the bed and Ugh. literally ran out of the door completely naked, screaming. And that was the Book of Creep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where did you meet this chick, Tommy? So, uh, <laughs> That's so, how you said it. <laughs> so I met this bloke at... Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's a tapeworm anyway? Isn't it a little worm? Oh, it's obviously a little worm, but like, yeah. isn't it just a tapeworm? Uh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know, but apparently they can. Apparently, things can. Like I've heard stories before of you know people coming back from third world countries and have had like yeah, things it's like a, it's a bacteria or a, it's a growing thing. It grows inside you. It, it yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, but like, how it. big do they get? Oh, I'm they, googling it. Yeah, um, chuck it onto the uh, the Google. You guys, the podcast, if you guys just no, talk. No, no, we'll have a look. Tapeworms, there we are. come up with images. Class of, uh, oh, that's a, that's a massive tapeworm. Parasites. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. So tapeworm how? infection is the infestation of the digestive tract by a species oh. of parasitic cystodal flatworm called tapeworms. Oh, yes. <laughs> how big can they get? I don't believe that? it would come out of their vagina. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the one telling the story. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the front. I think it was the back. Um, what? Yeah, I think that's the way the story was. <laughs> All right. So uh, destination reviews. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's get out of the let's, tape. Let's one. move on. That was real disgusting. Yeah, that was the book of creep. <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to talk about Bolivia mm. uh, as my destination. So I went to Bolivia. Uh, 2011, start of 2011 with my mate, uh, Roisy. Mentioned him on the podcast a couple of shows ago. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we had a good time. I spent six months through South America. This was in the middle of that trip. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to talk about some of the stuff that we got up to. So, we were in Bolivia and, uh, <clears throat> we landed in La Paz. La Paz is the... Marching powder. La Paz is where marching powder is set. Mm. Yep, that's actually the reason why... I wanted to travel through South America. That's, I read Marching Powder. I haven't been, but that's the reason why I want to. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I read yeah. Marching Powder, and I just thought, "Holy fuck, this joint is so mm. backwards." It's just, it's just seems so interesting. Yeah, I really just grabbed me. Have you know, have you read Marching Powder? Uh, no. What's Marching Powder is about um, this dude Rusty Young. He's the author. He he goes and does a tour of um, San. Pedro prison yeah. in La Paz yep. which is like right in the middle I, I went there I've heard um, of San Pedro yeah it was um, it was I couldn't get in at the time but it's right in the middle of the city it's, there's a park that backs onto the prison it's a mm. huge prison there's a big park people are eating ice creams and, and you know um, kids are playing and stuff but the prison used to well even to this day actually it allows visitors so you can go and do a tour of the prison and sometimes there'll be people that Back in the day, a lot, people used to pay a little extra money and they would stay overnight. They would stay in a, in a room with a prisoner. And The kicker was, though, you could buy heaps of coke in there. So you could buy heaps of coke, um, have a party in there, <clears throat> spend two nights, have a party in there and leave. And then it started to get a little bit weird because people would stay in there for like a week and stuff. Mm. Anyway, this guy, Rusty Young, went and stayed in the prison and he met... Um, do you remember the other character's name? I don't think... I just know Rusty Young because the, yeah. the, the, I see the book cover all the time. Mm. So anyway, he... he um, he meets this character who was a drug smuggler. 
basically, and they become friends, and he ends up living in the prison with him for a while. So he's a free man. He lives in this prison with this guy. And the prison is, there's a hierarchical society, whereas if you have money when you go in there, you can buy basically a mansion within the prison. Your family can live with you. Um, you can have employment in there. You can set up your own business and stuff. It's, a pre- it's, it's pretty much a, a community, mm. like a society. Money, money works in there. And the other thing is, the prison is, or was, Bolivia's, they say, largest cocaine processing plant. Is it also a really dangerous prison? Yeah. I've yeah. heard it's really dangerous, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all kinds of fucked up. Tom, you, f- you found it? Oh, Tom. Wasn't his character's name Tom? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. We'll go with that. I think it, so, so anyway, so that's marching powder. But um, that was the reason that I... Uh, why did I get on a marching powder? Because uh, you, la- La-Paz. you La-Paz. landed in La Paz. So we landed in La Paz. And um, in the space of... We're in La Paz for about two weeks or so. In the space of two weeks in La Paz... We went to the Salt Flats, Salar de Uni in, uh, in Bolivia, which is... Are you guys aware of the Salt Flats? You see yeah. The, you it's see the, the, is it the photo... Well, I, I've only seen photos of it's just salt and it's almost reflective. Yes. Yeah. It reflects the sky. That's exactly yeah. what it is. So, so during the day, um, if it hasn't rained, then it's just a salt desert, basically. It's the mm. largest salt flat in the world. And, uh, and it's really photogenic when it's, when it's like that. But when it gets wet so when it's rained if it's rained it has to have rained a certain amount and so forth but because the salt's packed so hard it doesn't um, it doesn't drain mm. so if you're lucky which we happen to be lucky if you're lucky there's a thin layer of um, water on the salt it'll literally be an inch so you're walking mm. around you're not getting you're not getting you're not knee deep in water or anything like that I mean obviously that would never really happen that's pretty pretty insane but yeah there's a thin layer of water and it gives a perfect mirror reflection of the sky mm. So it's like it's like when you get um, when you do a Rorschach test and you get the the paper with the paint on it and you squeeze the two bits of paper together. Oh, yeah. and you open it up. What do you see? It's like that, but it's like you've got a blue bit of paper. You pour white paint in there. You go boom. Open it up because it's just mirror image mm. of of the sky. Wow. Really fucking incredible. What did you call it? A Rorschach test. A Rorschach. Rorschach. Raw, raw Rorschach. I oh, know. I just did it in prep. Yeah. I just saw it on Art Attack. Raw. Yeah. I, th- I think it's Rorschach. I think it's Rorschach. You know the um. You know the character off Watchmen with the with the face that always changes. Rorschach. You mean Shawshank. No, no. <laughs> I don't mean Shawshank. Time flows by slowly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, this Rorschach. It's a Rorschach test. It's the. It's yeah. what the psychologists do. You know where you'll uh. It's like the, it's the ink block. Yeah, oh, I, ink, believe ink you, block I, I believe you, mate. I believe you. Yeah. Just, anyway, yeah. anyway. So it's, it looks. <laughs> looks awesome. defensive there. Guys, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we went to the salt wow. flats. Then we would go back to La Paz. Two days later, we we're in the Amazon, mm. which was fuck. We mm. actually fucked that because we went to the. We didn't read the uh, tour very well. It was the Pampas, and Pampas means wetlands. Yep. So it just sucked, but it was still being in the Amazon. Yeah. Did you see any of the deforestation? Nah, literally hundred percent. So it's that big. No, no, no. We just went to the wrong part of the Amazon. Oh, right. So the the Amazon, there was a an Amazon. Basically, there was an Amazon forest tour and Amazon Pampas tour, and the Pampas mm-hmm. is legit. Like it's like it's the wetlands. Mm. So me and Roisy, Amazon was one of the places I wanted to go to most, and we we're like, yeah, this is gonna be sick. We're just gonna be. You're not gonna be able to see out of the out of the canopy. We're gonna be right in the middle of the jungle. It's gonna mm. be amazing. We got there. There wasn't a tree above probably fifteen or twenty feet high. Mm, right. And it was pretty much just reeds for days. Mm. Like we went, we went um, crocodile hunting or crocodile um, alligator hunting. Not, not hunting, but you know, you're Same going through watching, yeah. w- watching basically. Um, we went trying to find, um, trying to find snakes through the pampas and stuff. And we, we saw pink dolphins. We saw pink dolphins, oh, but cool. yeah, but it really wasn't the Amazon. So it was sick though. It was still sick. 
did you get any indication um, of like tribes that never have contact with the Western world? Did you get any of that? No, they, they were they, the wetlands. That shit's deep in just, the Amazon. Uh, did you see any mermaids? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about aliens. Now, yeah. aliens. Did you have contact with aliens? Yeah. Um, no, nah, we, we would love to. Like, I wanted yeah. to mm. I wanted to get right into the heart of the Amazon, get lost. And, mm. and, How long you know, were you there for? Uh, we were there for three or four days. Yeah. It's actually a good experience because the people we met were amazing. We met a couple of German um, German girls who were just really cool and our, our leader, our guide was cool. So we had a good time, but... Mm. but Anyway, so, but just in the, in the space of a couple of days, being in the salt flats, and we could have been in the jungle Amazon, but we were happy to be in the Pampas Amazon. We had a good time. Pretty cool. Two days later after that, we did, uh, we did the Death Road, world's most dangerous oh, road. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this. You guys, aware, have you seen? I, I no. swear my mates just did this. Like, they've done all this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is the, this is the, the, tr- uh, the path well, yeah. well, um, well walked over there. This is what everybody kind of does these. Right. But um, Death Road it's legitimately the first half of it is like a road race you're all because we're all idiots there's like six of us at this stage six six guys and we're and for the first part it's um like nicely uh nicely graveled road nicely tarred road sorry and then it gets to gravel and it becomes the actual death road which is probably goes for about two hours downhill it goes from four thousand meters above sea level to like 1800 meters mm. above sea level like you you drop um a couple of thousand a couple of thousand meters but uh each side of the death road, there's legitimately a, a hundred meter drop. Oh man! And you can see ca- uh, truck carcasses, bus wow. carcasses, car <sighs> carcasses, all all the way through. And um, people used to die just it, like like all the time because yeah. it was about it's pretty much a one way road, but it used to be the only way into Bolivia, uh, into La Paz. Sorry, but uh, since then they've they've produced some they've um. They've built some other roads and some other infrastructures that you don't have to use a road that much. But it was still that was one of the coolest experiences ever. Although I did it mm. hung over as fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, I did it really, really badly hung over that day. And then uh, yeah. a couple of days later, after that, we climbed a snow-capped mountain. Wow, way in a Potosi. That was the one I was telling you about, Mac. Mm. That was like five thousand five hundred meters above sea level. That's insane. And uh, it's just such a diverse, yeah, diverse, um, diverse. Part of the world. Oh, you're going yeah. from desert to snow-capped mountains. Yeah, to yeah, in the space of days. Wetlands to yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was sick. The only problem was throughout the whole time. So the Salt Flats, Amazon, Wayne Potosi, that's the mountain, and uh, and the death road, <coughs> and the death road. I was sick as a dog. Like really, mm. this is when I lost all that weight. Yeah. So I got there. <laughs> you you guys have both kind of heard this story, but I got there weighing. I started the trip weighing 82 kilos. I got there weighing about 74 from just partying a fair bit. The first three months of that trip, I took a whole bucket load of coke. <laughs> How and, much do you uh, weigh now? Uh, I weigh 85 now. Okay. So, so I weigh 85 kilos now. I haven't, I haven't grown. Um, it was the same height five years ago. But when I was in Bolivia, I got down to 66 kilos. Wow. So 19 kilos <laughs> off my... Like, I'm not a big dude. I'm just a regular dude. 19 kilos off my frame. Yeah. I looked like... A drug addict. I look like a drug addict, hundred wow. percent. It was yeah. fucked, and was it good? Was what the coke? Oh, the coke, good. Um, I haven't been. Yeah, it was alright. It was. Um, there was definitely a couple of times where it was the best you've probably ever had. Yeah. And then there was a lot of couple of times where you get sold um, talcum powder. You know. Yeah. Mm. It was hundred percent. You have to know. You have to know the right people. Having said that, we bought coke for seven dollars in Guatemala. My mate Francois from France negotiated this dude down Francois. from like <laughs> Yeah, no shit. It was our last <laughs> night, me and Francois. We're great friends by this stage. It's been about a week together. And uh, I think we had like $18 between us. Yeah. What was his last name? France. 
<laughs> Francois France from France. Francois France from France. Anyway, so... find him on Facebook, this guy? <laughs> me, and, me and Francois, we had about 18 bucks between us. That's and, uh, yeah, so I said to, I said to Francois, I'm like, we've got to have a big night out last night. What are we going to do, man? What did he say? He goes... Wee, 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 wee. Wee, croissant. I thought that, wee, wee. But he said, he goes, oh, first, firstly, uh, what we'll do is... He really softly spoke. He goes, firstly, Bill, what we'll do is we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll buy a bag of Coke. I'm like, nah, Francois, Coke costs, uh, maybe it was 15 bucks. Coke costs $15, man. We're going to have like $5 to our name. We can't buy Coke. And Francois, because I had this plan, because we could have, we knew we could have free shots, or at least a few of them, because there was a shot that was so bad in Guatemala that it was called um, Quetzalteca. Mm. And at the hostel we were staying in, <laughs> that's a, it's a group. <laughs> Tommy's just Googled Francois from France. Um, he's a real dude, real friend of mine. Anyway, we decided um, there's a shot that was that, that bad that you could have it. Uh, you could have as much as you want, basically, but you could only really stomach about three or four shots. Right. So we knew we had Kesseltecker up our sleeve. Fuck. I said, Francois, we need we need a dr- we need beers to drink, man. We can't just get one gram of coke and then that be done with it. And Francois was like, "Nah, leave that to me." <laughs> and he negotiated this drug deal. Like he had a, a heated argument in the streets of Guatemala with this drug deal. Oh. Not heated, but like a, a real deep, long discussion. It was like, ah, la, 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> and this was in uh, this was in this was in Spanish at the time, so I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I can speak Spanish now, but at the time, I didn't know. I was very, very uncomfortable. Anyway, he negotiated him down to um, did I say seven dollars? Yeah, I think yep. it was seven. It might have even been a little bit less, but basically, it gave us about you know eight or nine dollars to play with for the rest yeah. of the night. So uh, yeah, it was, two bags. What's that? Should have got two bags. <laughs> <laughs> but the coke over there, I, I I stopped doing it. It was too much. Yeah. It was just too much. Um, eradicates your fucking your uh, your brain too much. Yeah, it just makes you feel so dumb when you when you're hitting it that hard. So I just yeah, halfway through the trip, I got off it. So I didn't actually, I didn't actually um, have any more drugs in Bolivia apart from at the coke bar. I guys, I told you about the the coke bar where they sell coke over the over, over the bar. counter, right? No. Have, you, have I t- told you guys about that? Uh, Route no. 66? Route 66? In North America? I think it's called Route 66 or Route um, 36 or so, something like that. Right. So that's, that's what the bar's called. Yeah. So the bar changes. So I'd given up on snorting cocaine by this stage. I was just partying. <laughs> um, and literally to this day, I haven't really touched it apart from this one night. But we we're in Bolivia and there's a bar. And like I said, it's called, I think, Route 66. It's Route mm. something, six, yeah. whatever. And... The way that it works is you can only find the bar through taxi drivers. It used to be in Lonely Planet, but then they crack down on it. And mm. they, what they do is the bar has to move every three months or so. Wow. So you can get, you get in a taxi and you're like, Route 66, can, do, you, do you know it? Do you know it? All the taxi drivers know it. So they'll take you there. You legit walk up to a big black door with no markings on it. It's like a secret knock, 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 knock. Knock, 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 knock. Like it's a, it's a basically, it's, it's yeah. full secretive. Yeah. And then they'll open the door. There'll be no lights. Um, nothing will... Um, no branding, no lights that you'll see and you'll walk in and then you'll open a second door mm. and it'll be this fucking big nightclub. Wow, and that's awesome. Yeah, and you literally, um, they sell cocaine over the bar so you, like, you, you walk up and you'll ask for, I forget what the beers are over in La Paz but you'll ask for you know two Coronas and, um, and a gram of coke and they'll give it to you on a big silver platter. You can get it, you can get it railed up <laughs> in the points and stuff. So everybody does that that goes through um, Bolivia just for you know the sake yeah. of it because it's kind of well, like I say, it's a it's a tourist attraction. Yeah. But anyway, aside from that, so so yeah, I was super sick through all this uh, all this whole time through Bolivia, and uh, yeah, I lost got down to sixty six kilos, and it fucking mm. killed me. Yeah. But um, had a good time otherwise. 
Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, yeah. I um, I had to make a, a male nappy. Uh, ma- uh, sorry, a man nappy for myself at some point. Oh, uh, uh, what do they call a mappy? A mappy. Yeah, yeah I had to. Yeah. I had to plug my. Uh, oh, well, you've <laughs> <laughs> you've told me this once, actually. Please tell me again. <laughs> really? You want me to? T- I don't. It's pretty fucked. Yeah, I sort of want to hear. <laughs> well, I got that sick, Tommy. Oh yes. When yes. I got when I got when I got that sick, I lost control of my bowels. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually even joking. Like, I don't I, actually want to hear this story. I just want everyone else to hear. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what happened. The, I, I've, I saw a doctor. Um, I saw a doctor recently, or like on a last trip that I went on when I, I got sick, and he said that um, he was an English doctor, and he said that you, I've, I've probably done serious damage to my stomach. Like in the long in the long run, I did that much. When you get really bad bugs over there in yeah. South America, it can carry on, and you can have a kind of a. Bit of an irritable, irritable fucking stomach. Bowel syndrome? Well, he never said that, but yeah, his stomach can be fucked up. So, everyone at home, Bill has... Hey, hey, hey! Definitely don't. But anyway, so, what happened was, I just... I, I was that sick. I was that sick that I couldn't control my bowels. So, I would be laying in bed. I'd have to throw up every now and again. I'd be laying in bed. And you know when, like, you, you don't want to fart because you know you're just going to piss a little bit of poo out your bum basically <laughs> <laughs> so should I continue uh, yeah absolutely oh, yeah. alright so so um, so what happened was I would lay in bed the boys would go out party and then they would come in and spend a bit of time with me like hey go man oh yeah this crazy story happened and we did this we did this and they'd show me photos because this went on for a long time I would get well for a couple of days and then I would get sick again and then um, I would be back bedridden so in between all doing, doing all these amazing things that, that I did I'd be two days good, two days bad, or like, sorry, probably like four days good, five days bad, you know, stuff like that, on and off, and just couldn't get a handle on it. And um, so I would lay in bed, and I knew that I couldn't fart because <laughs> it would be all over. But <laughs> I, I actually, my stomach was that fucked that I would weep shit. <laughs> <laughs> like my ass was leaking. <laughs> so, so, hang on. So when I watch The Notebook, for example, yeah. And I get teary. I cry tears. Yeah. When you watch the Notebook, I was crying. You shit. cry. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't go anywhere near the Notebook over there, or remember the Titans, Lord of the Rings, anything that I cry in. Fuck. So, so yeah. So what I did was, so the boys would come in every day, and they would go, they would say to me, "Ah, oh, hey man, how's it going? Are you feeling better? Are you feeling better?" And every day I'm like this, just full sad sack, yeah. having the worst time of my life, like a fucking terrible time. Anyway, all the boys have left. So every day, one of the boys leave. It's just me and Roisy and Woz, maybe. Anyway, Roisy walks in one day, and I'm laying in bed, and I've got a cracking smile on my face. <laughs> Biggest grin. <laughs> like, like I'd done something real sneaky yeah. and good, you know? Yeah. And uh, Roisy walks in, he goes, Hey, man, what's going on with you? You feeling better? I'm like, nah. <laughs> He's like, what are you smiling for then? I said, feel fucked, but... I've come up with a little plan. <laughs> Save yourself. So what I did was, I was so proud of myself. I went to the bathroom to stop because I was literally shitting the, the bed. Shitting the bed all the time. I had to, um, I had to grab my sheets on, a, on the reg, grab my sheets, scrunch them up into a, um, onto a ball and just throw them in the hallway. <laughs> so, so I made a little, I went and, um, and got toilet paper and I rolled it into a really hard, solidified kind of re- rectangular um, log. Yeah. And I squeezed it into my butt, into my butt cheeks and tied like a sumo nappy around myself and then I could just relax. (laughs) (laughs) 
fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, destination review. Yeah. Bolivia. So Bolivia is great. <laughs> anyway. oh, so good. Was that over the top? <laughs> no, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Oh, I vomited God. and shat at the same time as well. Okay. So, should we do nine from nine? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, that's the end of the podcast. Let's <laughs> <laughs> end it quick. So, <laughs> uh, so well, what, how are we going to do this? You guys are going to ask me my questions. Mm-hmm. And then I'll uh, Oh, you can ask. Maybe you ask me mine. Mm-hmm. I'll ask Mac his and then Mac. Ask, ask. mine. Mine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, do you want to just ask? Do you want to just ask our own, our own? Yeah. Yeah, do you want to do that? Yeah, but someone has to ask. You have to ask. Someone has to... Uh, I'm not going to ask myself. Yeah, you are. You, you <laughs> no, shat, you ask me my questions back. You vomited and shat at the same time. You can ask yourself <laughs> a question. Wait, I'll ask it. you your questions. Right, that, that, uh, tell us your morning ritual. Uh, morning ritual is I uh, get up and I brush my teeth straight away. And while brushing my teeth, I read my goal card. What's I, that? It's uh, it's a it's called a one thirty one card. It has thirty one days, and you cross them off. And uh, you it covers things like what's your main goal for the month. Right. And so you'd have your main one. Then it would have. Then it breaks that down into. Uh, Health, what's your main health goal, mm. your family goal, your social goal, your business or career goal, and your spiritual goal. Mm. Really? Yeah. And so you just... How many of these will you read in the morning? Just one or... No, it's on the same card. So I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit particular. I, I, uh, I brush for two minutes exactly every... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay. I'm very particular. Superstitious thing, your teeth will fall around. No, I just brush for two minutes. Okay, yeah. cool. So, and then... I have a little alarm that goes off in two minutes. Oh, yeah. So... And then so while in that two minutes, I'm yep. reading what, uh, what my intention is for the day and what my intention is for the month. Gotcha. Because I'm all about uh, manifesting things and, and setting intentions and sending off uh, energy and, and signals to the universe because what you put out, you'll get back. Mm. And so um, something that I've just done recently, actually, uh, that I did last month is I um, said I would get an extra $300 on top of my wage. And by the end of the month, I uh, had an extra $300 mm, on top really? of my wage. How'd you do that? Uh, I don't usually, or I, back then I wasn't doing one-on-one PTs. And yep. then all of a sudden, I didn't ask for them. All of a sudden, just bang, 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 bang. Really? I just, by the end of the month, the final week of that month, I, I hit I hit $300. Huh? Wow. Um, but other, other times, you know, uh, like uh, a health goal for me at the moment is... Um, is it's really simple. It's like three, uh, train three times a week or work out three yeah. times a week. And that's a lot for me. So if I can do that, that's awesome. Because mm. uh, up until recently, I haven't been even doing one a week. Mm. So just to get my health back in check. Um, so I read my goal, my goal card and then I go straight to work and I shower at work. Mm. What's then, your spiritual goal? Uh, my spiritual goal at the moment is to uh, get into, uh, um, increase my knowledge about Buddhism. Oh, nice. Mm. Wow. So I, I used to, my last... Uh, Last month's goal for spiritual goal was to meditate three times a week. I do things that are that are achievable. Um, realistic goals. Realistic goals. Yep. Absolutely. So I was already meditating one to three, but I wanted to be really consistent. And it's nothing new. It's just you're, you're setting an intention, and mm. if you put something out there, you, you'll you'll go get it. Mm. And so uh, I went to three times meditation, and then this uh, this month is um, to increase my knowledge on Buddhism because. 
I only know basic uh, basic information about Buddhism, and and from what I know, I I like. Mm. And so we're only three or four days into this month, and I've already read a little bit more on it. So hopefully to increase that. And so yeah, then I then I share at work, and and I go on ahead with my day. Alrighty. Um, so your next question is normally um, spirituality. So you've asked, uh, do you meditate? Sorry. So you've touched on that. Yep. So you yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I try. I try and meditate three times a week. How um, often? Uh, sorry, not how often. How long do you meditate in each session? And is it guided meditation or? It's guided. Yep. Okay. Yep. I went through all the headspace ten days, and I go through that. Um, this month, actually, after our last podcast, you mentioned Buddhify. Yeah, that Tommy put me onto that. So I've actually downloaded that app now. And yeah, do you uh, like it? I'm going to give it a crack. I, oh, you I, haven't, I haven't done I it yet. A lot now. I find so. they're really short though. They are really short. They're like a lot of them are five to seven, okay. ten minutes. I like. Fi- I've been trying to get into fifteen minute ones. There's not mm. many of those on Buddhify, but it's a really good catalyst to go. Oh shit! I've actually got five minutes just mm. to calm your mind, you know. Yeah. And yeah. then you can start to get into things where it's like, mm. I've actually got time here. Let's let's chill out for a good yeah. half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll meditate just to either unwind from the morning or focus myself for the afternoon <clears> and just uh, just reconnect. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, your best date you've ever been on or best date idea. I don't know why I don't know why I asked this. I asked this question because I I think there's always uh, I don't know, always room to improve in dates and and stuff like that. But sure. I can't tell you a date off the top of my head. But I, I, in a magical land, a best date idea would be uh, getting a chick that's into skiing and going heli skiing over in Europe somewhere. Mm. Just leave Australia for the day. Yeah, <laughs> come back at night. Just yeah, go. Man, catch up Thursday for some heli skiing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'll take the backcopter. Oh, I can't. I'm in South America. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely active. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love sitting down and watching a movie or, or anything oh. like that with a with a girl. But <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're talking about, <laughs> if you're talking about a date uh, and you want to make it special, uh, you know. Going trapezing, you know, um, was was actually one of the better states I've had. Yeah, my ex girlfriend cool. took me That's there, cool. and so that was cool. Just just being active. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like that idea. Yeah. It's Good better stuff. than just going for the classic coffee or the the drinks. Yeah, you know, I do that a lot though. Hey, well, Wait. you got a girlfriend. Uh yeah, but before I did, but even that's why I asked this question. Now I can inspire you. <laughs> that's right. Um, look, I'm I'm a pretty pretty awesome package in general. So. <laughs> 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 um, nah. Yeah, I, I, anyway, I don't need a date anymore, so it's all good. Yeah, I mean, cool. we still mean Jill's still, still do stuff. So, Tommy, do I ask you now? Sure. Now, you just changed yours. I did. You I said, changed. Uh, it's a good change. Who is your... You fucked off Snakes and Ladders and <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter, which yeah. is <laughs> cool. Yeah. That would give us nothing. Nah. Uh, <laughs> who is? Who was your biggest inspiration? Uh, yeah. Or, it, or role model when you were younger? Yeah, I, I was... Uh, I'm a I'm a real phases person, so like I'll uh-huh. a phases like I move oh, yeah. to, into different phases really really quickly. So for example, I've got I mean I was into um, all I wanted to be was Shane Crawford when I was younger. Then I moved on to um, music, and then all I wanted to do and listen to was Michael Jackson. And then I moved on to um, heavy metal, so I wanted to listen to Alexi Leo, who's like the lead guitarist of Children of Bodom, which is like some insane heavy metal band and I don't even listen to them anymore so I don't know what the hell is going on there but um, it's really hard I'd you know I'd, prob- I'd probably so like, anyone will do man <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh look I'd probably say um, he's going to go somewhere in left field yeah yeah Hitler 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you said it. Yeah, next yeah. question was. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I can't. I can't think of one at the moment. I'll think of something for the next pod. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 Mate. Sorry. Sorry. Did he do Hitler jokes? Is it, is no. it too soon? Uh, Moving on. Uh, <laughs> your second one is uh, three people dead or alive. Yep. At dinner. Yep. Um. Uh, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? In all Hitler, seriousness, Stalin and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, let's move on. Let's get off the fucking Hitler thing. Oh, all right, mate. Yeah, <laughs> look, look. He um he would be an interesting one to talk to to just see what the hell was going on inside his mind. But I would invite him to dinner. I'd invite Ricky Gervais. Um. Because I think he's hilariously funny, one of the funniest people in the world. Didn't one of our guests say Ricky Gervais the other day? Nah, I said Ricky Gervais in one of our ah the other podcast. We, yes, yeah, our drods. <laughs> um, Ricky Gervais, who is a just over Will Ferrell as to be one of the funniest people in the world, mm. I reckon for me. Michael Jackson, because um, I just want to just just speak to him because he's just a superstar. Absolutely. And um, my last one was. Yeah, uh, you you're a Michael Jordan man, aren't you? No, I said that I, I said that the other day, and you're like, oh yeah, that's who I'd have. Oh right, Michael Jordan. Did I say that? Yeah, it's probably just classic me agreeing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> non non confrontational. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, Dennis McGillicuddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, my final one. Um, <laughs> the hell's that? <laughs> Craig Hutchison. <laughs> 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 All right, let's, who's your last one? Probably Craig Hutchison. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you've said it now. <laughs> I've said it now. Uh, and what's your third question? Uh, biggest thing to do when I've got downtime. What's your biggest thing to do when you've got downtime? Play the guitar, sing some songs. Love it. Great. Bill, your questions. Uh, Favourite place you've been to in the world? Um, I, I'm going to say... In general, I'm going to say the whole continent of South America. Okay, specifically? Uh, well, uh, I spent six months through there on one trip and three months through there on another trip. And Mexico and Brazil are normally two of the three countries I say are my favorite countries. So that's the basically two of the bookmarks of bookends of, uh, bookends of South America, I suppose. If you're Central and South America, obviously counting that as South America. Um, it's just the best. It's just the, the, the crazy thing about it is the partying is awesome if you want to party. That's fine. It's as good as anywhere I've ever been. I've been to Europe and Southeast Asia quite a bit and a bit of Africa. The The people are so nice and so friendly. There's world-class surf all over the place. The food's very diverse and very good for the most part. But the thing that gets me, and I say this all the time, is the natural wonders. Mm. It's just unlike anywhere I've ever been. Mm. Southeast Asia I like because of the shock factor. That's another reason I like South America because I feel like I'm, I like being out of my comfort zone. If I'm, if I'm looking around and thinking, fuck, this is weird. Mm. I'm, I'm also thinking, fuck, this is awesome. Mm. Like I'm having a great time mm. if I feel like I'm out of my comfort zone. So it's got that. But nowhere that I've come across has, like I said with the Bolivia thing before, rainforests, diversity. waterfalls, glaciers, yeah. the diversity mm. and, and, the, and also the, the ancient ruins. It's just... Every day you're going through somewhere where you're just like, wow, this is fucking, this is nature at its best. Yep. Or this is, this is just really interesting. And yeah, it's got everything for me and I can't wait to go back there. I was trying to live there last year. I set my, or this year, trying to set myself up. I started studying Spanish again last year and wanted to spend a year there just surfing and yeah, running adventure cool. and not going to happen probably for a while or if at all now, but I'll definitely get back there end of this year, hopefully for mm. a little stint. Mm. Well, hopefully we all will. Mm. Mm. Write it down now, go card. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, second question, 
uh, place you'd love to go to now? Um, well, I won't go back through South America. Obviously, I would like to go back there. But I'll pick somewhere else, and that would probably be India. Mm. India, maybe. Have you ever been to Egypt? No. And Egypt is actually the number one place. I, or The only place I wanted to go as a kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, every, every time we would have a class... Um, every time we would have a task, you know, we'd have to do some homework, you'd have to do a presentation or whatever. I would try w- in whatever I could do in my power to make it on Egypt and the Egyptians. Mm. Used to just, you know, I used to be in awe of it. So I haven't made it there. If I went to Egypt, I would go to Jordan as well and check mm. out Petra because it's just mm. insane, Petra, um, just in neighboring Jordan. So yeah, that's that's up there. But India's a place where... I've only heard good things about India. It doesn't excite me, but every time I've spoken to someone, they rave about it. Yeah, most part, I, get, I agree. But some people, I, I still get the odd person that it just mustn't click with them. And they, it's, it, for me, I think it's one or the other. Not for mm. me, because I've been there. But I hear exactly what you say mm. for the most part. But then there's every now and again, there's someone who's like, India's the worst fucking place. Right, yeah. yeah. So, so, but yeah, I've always wanted to go there. Um, reading Shantaram. Any listener that wants a book to read, um, Shantaram's my favourite book of all time that's why I wanted to go to India as soon as I read it I just thought this place is just so sounds so amazing yep. paints it in the most glorious picture even though it's it's rough and, and it's it's dirty in a lot of places and it's fucked up in a lot of ways it just paints it in a really good light so I'll say India and uh, the, the the itinerary would be um, uh, Varanasi the Ganges love mm-hmm. to check out Varanasi I was going to do it on before our Nepal uh, after our Nepal trip last year but didn't get around to it, so I'd be Varanasi and the and the Ganges, um, the golden the golden circle and uh, Delhi and Agra and the uh, the Taj, and then I would like to go to Mumbai slash Bombay. That's where Shantaram mm-hmm. was written. Just check it out, and uh, then down to Goa. Goa is supposed to be really good on the beach cool. there, and been hanging, really been hanging to get there. And final one is if you were on a deserted island and you could take three things with you. You've got all your necessities, you've got your toilet paper, you've got that little thingy you made to keep the shit in your pants, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all your stuff. <laughs> what, uh, what, what would your three things be? Shit, that's a tough question. I don't know why I ask this to people. It's really hard. <laughs> so hard. Um, I would have to take, if I could take some sort of, I think, I think this is in the other podcast we talked about, I would have to take some sort of reading material mm. and if we could have, a, oh, I've got it. I'll take a solar charge Kindle with um, Audible's array of audiobooks on paper form. That's exactly what I said the last time. Oh no, I wanted to take a rechargeable battery yeah. that you can plug into a tree you, you and then keep the Kindle alive. You just you said, yeah. Them up. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a rechargeable, um, <laughs> rechargeable Kindle. I'd have to have something to read because um, yeah. that would keep me from going keep crazy. Yep. Um, yep. I would definitely take a barbell and bumper plates. That's one. I'm going to count Ooh. that as one. A weightlifting set, I should say. Yep. Take a weightlifting set so I can uh, train. And squat racks. Yeah, they wet, wet, um, I'll, yeah, nah, don't get squat racks. So I'll just snatch and clean all day, every day. Um, <laughs> well, you could just set up like a tree and just Yeah, like, I'll find a tree. I'll build something. Yeah. So, um, so definitely keep myself fit with the weightlifting set and fuck. Something to, and uh, a solar powered, a solar powered uh, scuba set. <laughs> 
Right, Scuba Steve. <laughs> Nerd! Nerd! <laughs> um, no, a loser. Know. I don't know. Let's get him, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I thought it was so Who funny. Who keeps saying that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up with these Simpsons quotes, you fuckheads. So I'm talking. Funny. Um, nah, so, so I, could, uh, I could make the most of the ocean. Yep. Like it. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> loser! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, sweet. that's good. Yeah, it's good. Like, mm. That's pretty much it. Eh? That's that's, good. that's my three from. Uh, that's my nine from nine. So that's, that's our uh, that's our first round table. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, hope you guys liked it. Hopefully, we didn't talk too much fucking shit. Literally, yeah, yeah true. We did. I talked about crap in my pants. <laughs> Should we plug ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> from, can... from a podcast perspective, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go and plug myself. Um, <laughs> let's let's end it. Let's end it. Let's get it. Should we, should we do we need to do anything? No. Done. Alrighty, guys. That's a wrap. Okay, and that's it for our travel roundtable. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope we didn't talk too much bullshit for you there. Um, so quickly though, before we shoot off. What you guys can do for us is, firstly, if you like the show and you want to stay in touch, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, click that big red button, then you'll be up to date with all of our shows. Also, leave us a review and a rating on iTunes because it's very important to us in the show. And if there's some good stuff that you want to get from the show, the show notes will be on our podcast section of our website. That's www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash podcast. Anything that we mentioned in the show, it'll be in there. So you can click the links, go check it out for yourself. If you want, you can also join our mailing list on our website. So if you want to do that, head to our website, punch in your email. What you'll do is you'll get a $250 AventureFit voucher. Boom. You'll also get all of our show notes for our upcoming shows. You'll get some of our blogs from our 40 bloggers that we have and all realms of fitness, adventure and travel. And you'll also get all the updates with the trips. So jump on our mailing list. You won't miss out. And last but not least, thanks to Atlanta Orchards, uh, my uncle Mark, my family, uh, my family's business. Ask for Atlanta Kansas and Green Star apples in your local greengrocers. Locksam Solutions again, thank you guys from Locksam Boutique Consulting and Business Support Company, focused on cons- uh, business consulting and commercial services. Check out www.locksamsolutions.com.au and NDO Sups, NDO Sups. Trust me, guys, check out ndosups.com and use ADVF Radio for 10% off uh, when you buy. And also Adventure Travel. Like I said, you've got until the 11th of March to get on our Bali trip and then you'll miss out. Come along, enjoy the ride and uh, stay tuned for our next podcast. Peace.